Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In Politics Book 1, Aristotle sets out a set of relations of origin between the family or the household all the way up to the city-state, the political community, the polis. And he also tells us that the city-state, although not originally prior temporally, is prior in some other sense to not only the family or the household, but also to individuals. So how does he trace out this connection or a set of relations between these different levels going all the way up to the greatest community for him, which is the political community? We have to begin with the household, the oikos, the word that we actually get economy from as oikonomike, household management, which he's also going to discuss in this book of the politics. And Aristotle says that the household has its origin in something that is natural and goes beyond human nature to encompass all sorts of other animals and even plants where there's sexual dimorphism. That is where reproduction takes place by having two sexes which need each other in order for reproduction and which in the case of animals, including us human animals, there's a certain natural affection or at least desire for engaging in that. And unlike many other animals, human beings don't simply copulate and then go on their way. They form a larger unit. And this is a very important idea for Aristotle. The family or the household is a whole composed of parts. In this case, at the very beginning, the part is a man and a woman. And then, of course, they're going to have other parts because they're going to produce children. And there'll be yet other parts as well. The meaning of their existence exceeds that of their individual existence by that relation within this whole, this greater unity. Or as Aristotle's going to call it, a koinonia, a sharing, a partnership, a community. And the household as such starts to become bigger in terms of having children. Now you have a different relation. Aristotle doesn't view sexual relations or gender relations as inherently egalitarian. He places the man higher than the woman, but he says that it has to be something, it can't be a despotic rule. It has to be something like a aristocratic rule in some places, he says, or a political rule in other places. But the relation between them and children is itself already a new complexity. So within the household, you have those two things going on. And then we have a third dimension, which is that of the relation of free people or masters and slaves or servants. These are the people who are ruled, who are put to work. And Aristotle has an entire discussion about the ethics of slavery, which we're not going to get into here. Suffice it to say that within his model, there's going to be all sorts of things or persons, 
including among those things animals, which are used for their labor, which are directed by, say, the head of the household or by the household manager, which Aristotle envisions usually as being the task of the woman, the wife, unless it's delegated to a steward. So all of these are part of a greater whole. And what is the purpose of this? In the case of male and female, they want to get it on. And then they want to take care of their children. But why have servants? Well, because the goal is to, by associating into this larger framework, to take care of life, to live better. It's not yet to live the best life. That's reserved for the level of the polis. But it is to live better. It is to live more securely. The servant or slave, you might say, what are they getting out of it? Aristotle actually makes an argument that at least in some circumstances, there are some benefits to the, the servant or slave. It's better for them to be part of a workable unit rather than off on their own, mismanaging their own affairs. And we don't need to worry about the ethics of that right now. What we're interested in is the fact that we have a koinonia, a community established at the level of the family family and its retainers or servants, the animals associated with it, the technology associated with it. And this forms a whole. Some people view that as sort of the primary whole of a human being. And they, they think either in terms of individuals or they think in terms of families. Aristotle goes further. Aristotle thinks that this is not yet sufficient, although many people do in fact live like that in small bands out there wandering around as nomads or things like that. And he does talk about the nomadic lifestyle. Before we get to the level of the polis or the city-state, think about the city of Athens or the city of Sparta or Corinth, we arrive at an intermediary level of community that he calls the Kolme, and we translate this as village. Here, there are more needs, more human needs that are being met than within the household. Although notice that the Kolme is composed of households. And Aristotle actually says that in its beginning, you might think of the village as sort of a colony from the household, an apoikos, literally a leaving the house and setting up a new house over here. So you get enough of that going on, and now there's a greater level of association, of community, of koinonia, of sharing. And now you might think about sharing certain tasks like that of mutual defense, or figuring out if you need to make a road go somewhere, or associating for some you know, religious rituals or trade, or things along those lines. These people are all connected to each other. And there's a greater degree of self-sufficiency in the village than there is in the household, according to Aristotle. So the natural progression is to first have households and then to develop villages, uh, new forms of association. Then we go to a yet higher level, and this is the one that Aristotle is most interested in, quite frankly. The book is called The Politics. It's not called The Household or The Village Management. And that is the city-state or the polis. And not all human beings actually reach this level. He talks, for example, about the island, the fabled island of the Cyclops, where at most they had households. And they don't even really have villages, although you could see the whole island as perhaps one big village. And they don't have a lot of social harmony. 
In fact, everybody does exactly what they want to do and they rule despotically over their children, wives, servants, all of that. Why do we associate into city-states? Is this something irrational that just happens? You plonk a, a village down over here and another village and another village and boom, you've got a city-state. In point of how it actually comes about that there may be something to that. But Aristotle discerns a greater set of values being enacted, safeguarded, even talked about within the city-state that eclipses the village and the household. Why is it that we form a city-state? So part of the reason is that it satisfies greater demands or requirements, needs of human nature. Things that we may not, in fact, be completely aware at the start that we, we do, in fact, desire or need, but, but are there implanted within us. Aristotle frames this in terms of no longer just securing life, but securing the good life to live well, as opposed to merely living. So this is a, a very important idea there. And he tells us that the city-state is also much more self-sufficient because it has a greater level of complexity, also because it involves a different kind of governance or rule, which may include hearing from many other people and many interests, that it's going to be better capable of taking care of itself. It's also more self-sufficient in terms of dealing with other rival city-states or perhaps other peoples who are still at the level of the Kome, the band, or the village. But that's not its main Point. He says, here it has attained the limit of virtually complete self-sufficiency. While it comes into existence for the sake of life, it exists for the good life. And this is where we get to a very interesting idea on Aristotle's part. He talks about the city-state being naturally prior. Now, this does not mean that it's historically prior, as if first there's city-states and only then do individuals exist or households or anything like that. That's clearly not the case. However, the meaning of human existence and the capacity to realize what the nature or the point of an individual life or the existence of the household or even the village lies within the city-state. And this provides it with a certain kind of priority. Priority of value or meaning, you might say. So he, he goes on. And he tells us, it's clear the state is prior by nature to the individual. Why? Because the individual, when separate, is not self-sufficient. The individual is not self-sufficient. That's why we have households. That's why we have villages. And all the more so, city-states. He says, he must be related to the whole state as other parts are to their whole. Person who is incapable of entering into partnership or who is so self-sufficient, who has autarky, that they don't have to do so, he says, really has no part of a city-state. And a person like that, he holds out two possibilities. Either they are a god, they're so far beyond the rest of us that it's no longer necessary, or they are a brute animal, incapable of entering into the fullness of these different partnerships. 
So it's within the polis that we human beings can find our greatest fulfillment. And the polis is composed of parts all the way down to individuals. There are other ways, of course, of parsing out the polis. When you read later in the politics, you'll see Aristotle talking about parts in terms of, say, the rich and the virtuous and the many, or also in terms of the institutions within the city-state. But this is also another important way to think about it because we do tend to find ourselves within households to some degree and then smaller level associations, and then larger political associations. So this is an attempt for Aristotle to sketch out a very rudimentary set of relations between these different levels of human association or community. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.